I want to talk to you a little bit about cleaning your guns. Um, Barrel Buddy is a new sponsor of ours. And I found Barrel Buddy, I don't know, a year ago or something. We were up at the ranch and we were cleaning and um, a friend had sent me some Barrel Buddies. And uh, my wife is like, you're not cleaning the gun in the house. I'm like, honey, we just want to sit at the kitchen. You're not cleaning it in the house. It makes a mess. Okay. Barrel Buddy takes all of that. I mean, she still won't let me clean it in the house, but now it's just because she's being stubborn. Um, but Barrel Buddy is so great. It is this little 3D cylinder made up of polymers, and it goes inside the barrel. You just push it through, and it, it it's amazing. It cleans the interior of the uh, barrel, including the rifling, and then collects everything. And, you know, it's not a mess. Barrel Buddy, made entirely in the United States by a company that shares your values deeply. Go to BarrelBuddy.com today and check this out. It's revolutionary. BarrelBuddy.com right now. BarrelBuddy.com. Get yours. Clean your uh, the barrel of your of your gun and not make a mess. I mean, when your wife is gone, clean it in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Use the kitchen table and she won't notice. She won't notice. And you'll be saying, honey, I did it. I've done it for years. You've just been gone at the time you didn't know. like we are maybe seven to ten votes away from jim jordan being the speaker of the house and when you listen to the people who are saying they're voting against a lot of it is because well i don't like jim jordan because of the way he treated x y and z can you please put that aside please the country is on fire i know you may not like him you're not going to like everybody in life uh please put your country first well you know, uh, he won't definitively say that that uh, Donald Trump lost the election. Jim, just say it. Just say it. Really. The country's on fire. Just say it. I don't care. Can we get past these petty things? We are... The issues of today are so gigantic. And I got news for you. So are you. So are you. So is each one of us that was born at this time. You are a giant. You just have to order things in the proper order of importance. And quite honestly, your feelings are not high on the priority. 
we begin with who you really are and what needs to happen. And I mean, today, you need to call your congressman if they're on this list. We just gave it to you. We'll give it again. Stu, tweet it out from my uh, platform, will you? From my ex. Um, I want you to I want you to call your congressman. You've got about two hours, and I know that you don't. I don't do that. It doesn't make it different. It might. It might. Today, please call your congressman. We'll give you more on that coming up in just a second. First, real estate agents I trust. There's a lot of responsibility when it comes to helping you buy or sell a home. And the real estate agent acts as kind of a firewall or safety between you and the sometimes terrifying amount of work that goes in through the whole real estate process. When you have a good agent, you know it. When you have a bad one, you know it. That's why I started Real Estate Agents I Trust. We work with the people we feel are the best real estate agents in your area. We put them through the ringer, make sure that they have the best practices. The people who have decided to make this their full-time occupation and who throw themselves all the way in it. We work with the agents whom we vetted fully, have a great track record of getting the job done, using the best practices of the industry, all from the starting point all the way to the ending point. They're listening to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Whether you're moving across the street or across the nation, let us know. We'll find the right real estate agent to represent you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. In a small village in Poland during World War II, there was a woman, a nurse, named Irina Sendler. She had soft eyes and a calm demeanor. But she had the heart of a giant and a lion. And she risked absolutely everything. She had her priorities in the right order. If you know her story, let me tell you just a little bit more, perhaps some things you didn't know. Risking everything, this woman by herself got papers that allowed her to enter the Warsaw Ghetto. The ghetto was a prison in every single way except by name. It was just a walled-off section of the cities. They walled it off. The Nazis forced all of the Jews, the undesirables, to live behind it, out of sight and out of mind. Irina saw beyond the bricks and mortar. To her, these people, the children, were never out of sight or mind. How many of us today say, I don't have time. I don't want to get involved. That was the case back then. But the consequences were much higher than they are now. If people had just done little risky things, you know, paid more attention to what was really going on and stood against little things. Perhaps Irina wouldn't have had to do this. But she acquired the forged papers and they allowed her to enter the ghetto not to inspect sanitary conditions as her badge claimed. Her job was to smuggle out children. It was a daily daring operation of hope. 
Every time she entered, she walked on the razor's edge. Her heart raced, knowing the weight of her secret could be her undoing. And every time she entered, that was harrowing enough. But it was her exit every day that was the real danger. Every day she'd go into the ghetto and she'd find a way to smuggle a child or two out. She would smuggle them out in a toolbox, in a bag, sometime, sometimes beneath a tram or an ambulance. She carefully selected a network. And she managed to save 2,500 children from certain death, one child at a time. Imagine. But as she walked out of the ghetto, each time she was carrying a child, she carried more with her. Each time she left the ghetto, her pockets were full of tiny little mementos of the desperate parents. A photo or a locket or a scribbled note. The final messages to the world. Placed in the trusting hands of a stranger. She kept all of those hidden in a place she only knew about. The Gestapo eventually caught wind of her deeds. There was rumors of an angel that was helping, and they were too loud to be ignored. You see, evil has its plans, and it will go after every angel because every angel disrupts its chaos, its evil, and its mission, in this case, to liquidate every Jew on earth. They found the angel. The Gestapo captured and tortured her. They needed her to talk. They needed her secrets. How? Who? Why? They broke her legs. They broke her feet. Even under intense pain, she never revealed the identities of the children she saved or any of the collaborators. She never revealed any of the secrets she held personally. Oh, had they only known just that one secret, how different things might have been. Her friends, believe it or not, managed to bribe her way out of her execution. They get her out. They heal broken legs, broken feet. They get her off the gallows. Only to see her then after she's been healed to continue her work under a different name. We can't relate to it here like they can over in Europe. Communities never really healed. We're much more like children in America. We're much more trusting of our neighbors and our government. Because we've never had it really turn on us before. We've never until recently had neighbors actually spy on one another and turn each other in. It wasn't until COVID. Those scars are left on Europe. They were left on Irina, physical and deep within her soul. 
post-war Poland tried to move on, but now the communists were in. And the memories lingered like an unending winter. Irina was celebrated by many, but she kept her most profound secret locked away. It wasn't until later when a tattered old diary surfaced. Its pages were yellowed with time. It wasn't her diary. It actually belonged to a, a child that she had kept hidden as she rescued others and hid others. The pages were filled with sketches of the tiny attic hideout. It's full of nightmares and dreams of freedoms. You can almost hear in reading it the hushed lullabies sung in the dark, feel the cold gusts through the attic floorboards, and the sense of the unspoken understanding between the two lives in this diary intertwined in a web of secrets and sacrifices and unsung heroics. The world really knows of one girl's little diary. Maybe we've forgotten about the other girl's diary, or perhaps we were never taught about this little girl. The stories she told on those pages of her diary didn't happen in Amsterdam. They happened in Warsaw. The diary just chronicled the harrowing tales of a little girl watching her mother leave night after night, not knowing if mom would ever return. It's the tale of a young girl watching her mother disappear nightly. Her mom was Irina Sendler, the nurse. Unbeknownst to anyone else, these two shared their peril, their most guarded secret. In her bid to save thousands, Irina was also racing against time to save her own daughter from the jaws of death. Nobody knew, but Irina herself was Jewish, and she was hiding in plain sight. All of those years, she wasn't just saving the children of others. She also knew the importance of keeping her own heritage, her own daughter, and at that time, the importance of keeping it secret. In the pages of that diary are all the trinkets and the photos and the lockets of hair, the silent promises for, from parents to children, each item a desperate plea, remember me. Today, strangely, once again, the world stands on the threshold of insanity. And we can still see the truth. It's just right behind us. And we teeter on the edge. Are we going to step across this threshold or are we going to turn around and close this door? Will we actually listen to those cries, those pleas that have been silenced for so long? Remember me.
most people don't even remember her name. Most people are long forgotten, and we memorize the names of great generals and battles and dates, but we really don't know their story. Her story is not really, her name is not really important. Her story is what matters. Her story is what will inspire others. There's no big statue of Irina. There's just a simple tree now planted in her honor in Jerusalem that bears the testament to a life dedicated to standing up and just doing the next right thing. Never again is now. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Holidays are coming up. Ah, good. A little more financial stress just to throw in the fire. Thank you, Glenn. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know. Everything's more expensive right now, and if you're like a lot of Americans, you either are or about to dump a lot of that expense on the credit cards. That's only going to put you farther behind the eight ball. You know it, I know it. What if there's a better way? What if there's a way you can get that, that hump off of your back? What hump? That hump. Is there a very skilled surgeon that can remove that hump? If you're dealing with debts, maybe it's time to pick up, and, uh, pick up the phone and call American Financing. American Financing, helping people just like you get for, out from under that debt burden and start to realize significant savings. Imagine saving $700 every single month. That would go a long way. Well, that's what they're helping the average customer to save in. And they have things like mortgage refinancing. And that interest is tax deductible. So you put your credit card debt on that uh, mortgage. You can now deduct all of that debt, saving you even more. You're not only going down to like 7% interest from 25% interest. You can write it off. Talk to their salary-based mortgage consultants. No pressure, no upfront fees. You can start today, and you might be able to delay up to two mortgage payments. So call American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, we get busy, we stop looking at things, um, we think we don't make a difference. Um, imagine what Irina Sendler felt like, not making a difference. I mean, did she really know she was making a difference, or did she think this is just a drop in the bucket? You make a difference. Your phone call today to Congress could make a difference. There are, what, 10 people that we've been going over today that are Republicans, and, you know, it's not like it's not like the Republicans that I'm hearing the reason why they will vote today against Jim Jordan. It's not like uh, it's because, well, I'm for the Marxists. It's I don't like Jim Jordan. I understand that. I understand that. And I quite honestly didn't like Kevin McCarthy, but I was for him while he was there. Um. Steve Scalise, I liked, I didn't like the way Jim Jordan uh, treated Steve Scalise. Well, you know what? I like Steve. I really like him. And, you know, I, I wasn't for him over Jim Jordan, but I would have been, and I would have been, I would have been all in the bag for Steve Scalise. Whatever. 
Steve's not running anymore. McCarthy's not running. These Republicans have a chance today to totally change everything. And quite honestly, I think you should call and say, look, I understand. We've got to do the right thing for the country right now. Please come together. Please. We have to have the Speaker of the House now. And Jim Jordan is a good selection. Please do that. And just I'm not making a threat or anything. I'm just telling you, I will work until my fingers bleed to make sure that you're not reelected if you don't. If you if you stop this vote, if you're one of the seven or the ten that stop this, I want you to know you're replaceable. And I will work and all of my friends and we'll pool our money and we'll find somebody to run against you. Because enough is enough. Just do the right thing today. You're not going to win. Steve Scalise is not going to win. McCarthy's not going to win. They're not running. It's Jim Jordan. Yes or no? It's going to be fascinating. Uh, there's now reports that the Democrats are trying to uh, float empowering uh, Patrick McHenry, who's the current temporary Speaker of the House. Of course they are. Um, to try to get him potentially in. Of course they are. Now, part of this is them trying to just so chaos, right? Like yes. they, they they know that this would split. Correct. They're trying to make sure. I mean, the number one thing for them is they don't want Jordan to get across the line. Doesn't that tell you something? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep my inside voice. But doesn't that tell you something, Republicans? Yeah. Doesn't that tell you something? And the problem with this, too, is Jordan gets really close, which it looks like he's going to. He may or may not get across the line, but he's going to be very close. If he doesn't get across the line, there's going to be so many, many people rightfully angry about that. And if those people are angry about that, they will never support the next person on the right that the people who were holdouts recommend. That same spat's going to divide them. And you're going to wind up getting so many people so loyal to... And then you're going to... Put all of this behind us. Please. Ah. Put all of this behind us. This is probably your best shot. Seven people. Seven. Maybe eight people. Really? Are you going to stand in the way of this? Don't do it. Don't do it. Please. The Glenn Beck Program. Don't make me spend all of the election time making sure you're unseated. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's going to be annoying if he has to do it. Please don't make him do it. Uh, Have you ever noticed that when you're in pain, it's awfully hard to concentrate on doing just about anything? Practically impossible to enjoy whatever it is you're doing. Pain is a monster constantly trying to eat you alive. And sometimes it feels like it's winning. I say these things because that used to be me. I found Relief Factor. I started taking it. I got my life back. So could you. When you're living with pain, life can be a real struggle sometimes. Finding the right way to deal with that pain isn't fun, but please just give Relief Factor a try. It's not going to whack you out. It was developed by doctors. It's uh, 100% natural, and it's going to hit your inflammation in your body from four different directions. Ibuprofen only uses one. This will hit you four different ways. So that's why 70% of the people that order it go on to order more month after month. It's like 
me. It works. I'm shocked. Relieffactor.com. Call 800, the number 4 relief, 800 for relief, or relieffactor.com. During the vote, I'm going to go live on youtube.com slash America and walk you through each person who comes in yes and yeah, no. Make sure to check it out. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. There's a lot going on uh, in Washington. Jim Jordan's momentum, according to the Washington Examiner, stalled after a closed-door GOP meeting a day before the uh, floor uh, vote. Uh, however, it is looking very close today. We'll see. Um, there were 55 Republicans who vowed to vote against him. Uh, and now we're down to maybe 10 Something like that, Stu? Yeah, I mean, it depends. You know, Chip Roy just said he thought it was going to be around 8 to 10 in this first vote, which is too much. She can't win with 8 to 10. Correct. Defecting. However, uh, some of those might be winnable. I think I've seen, I mean, what I'm looking at in my list here is I think there's about seven that I think I'm relatively confident or knows. But are they winnable? Can you go to them and say, hey, we'll do X, Y, and Z for you? This is what McCarthy had to do. And McCarthy took a lot of criticism for saying, well, you gave Matt Gates the uh, the possibility of overturning your speakership with one vote. That's what he had to do to get the job. Uh, frankly, and like, look, it's okay. You know, if, if that's what do you want. deal. You got to do the deal if you want to get the job. So to move this along. So uh, let me move it to uh, across the, the town of Washington over to the White House. Uh, the president is headed on over to uh, Israel. Now, if I recall, there were times the president didn't go to disaster areas because, well, he would just get in the way. A presidential visit would get in the way. This is a war zone he's going into now. I, I am not convinced of the innocence of this. Um, I think it is more of a delay tactic. Keep Israel from going in and really decimating things and finishing the job but i'm i'm pessimistic and uh and a little jaded on the politicians especially on the left when it comes to israel jason buttrill is uh with us and he has uh the latest on what is happening in israel how come we haven't seen uh israel go in we thought we were going to see it this weekend really go in and with troops and just go through gaza I've seen a lot of people uh, talk about how they don't think that the ground invasion is likely anymore. And that's not how I read the situation on the ground at all. Um, This is an unprecedented situation that Israel is now in. So not only do they have the pressure campaign from the Biden administration, you know, their top main ally, which I can only imagine. Blinken was in a meeting with Netanyahu yesterday for, what, eight hours Eight hours. What can you imagine the threats that are probably getting lobbed across the table there? They do not want this ground invasion to happen. It is a humanitarian disaster. It absolutely will Good. be. Egypt can take care of it. Yeah, but did you did you see just now the king of Jordan this morning said, speaking on behalf of Jordanians and Egypt, that allowing Palestinian refugees from Gaza is a, quote, red line. They said it is a red line, and we know what the actors on the ground would do. Gee, well, I wonder what he's talking about there. Because the last time this happened was in 1970, Glenn. 1970, after the, after the Six-Day War, they allowed tons of Palestinian refugees in from the West Bank because there was nowhere for them to go, exactly like now. 
What happened? Instantly, the Palestinians kicked off a civil war in Jordan and even tried to assassinate the king of Jordan. And the Jordanians had to kick them out. They had to go to Lebanon. What happened in Lebanon after that? Well, gee, a civil war broke out in Lebanon. I mean, this these are terrorists. It happens every time. The entire Arab world knows this. That's why the ground invasion has to happen. Has to. This has got to be, they have to be dismantled for good. So what are they fearing here? Because I know they, they are worried about a three-front war. Uh, one from happen. the IRGC. You think it's going to happen? It's going to happen. From Syria, that's Iran, the IRGC. Yes. Then you have Hezbollah from the north, which yep. is uh, Lebanon. Yep. Uh, and they're already, they're already there on the border, right? They're taking pot shots. As we speak, they're taking pot shots. Uh, and then you have... You know, Gaza. Yeah. Uh, and so that and that is down on the south towards right. Egypt. Right. And so that is why this is so complicated. What, what, what Israel has been engaged in since the terror attack happened on last Saturday is they have been doing shaping operations. So basically what that means is they're taking out units uh, along the border. They're shaping their uh, route of attack once they go into uh, Gaza, which is going to be a sniper paradise uh, in Gaza. That's going to be very deadly. The worst kind of combat there is. So even if you take 200,000 troops into Gaza, which is a relatively small place, uh, that might not even be enough. It's going to be a very, very hard fight. Um, but shaping operations take time. Massing troops along three different fronts, I mean, that's colossal. I mean, and for the idea, Israel is a small country. I mean, we have more Jews in the United States than are actually in Israel. Um, they just don't have the people. So... It's going to take a lot of prayer. It's going to take a lot of strategy and smart thinking to pull all of this off. But just think about that in that context, how difficult that's going to be, how imperative it is for them to do this. And then you're getting the full court pre uh, pressure from the Biden administration. It's insane. I don't think Israel's going to listen to us or anybody else, are they? I hope not. I, yeah. mean, I mean, look, th this is here's the thing. Jews are expelled from every country, except for this one, every country they ever are in. There is always a program or, or you know, a holocaust wherever they are. Mm -hmm. They are either put into a ghetto or exterminated. That's the reason Israel exists. Yes. No longer do they have to have permission to defend themselves. Jews have a right to to live i know that's a crazy concept but i have the t-shirt jews have a right to live and uh, they have a right to defend themselves period and if that's the way they want to defend themselves i'm with them i'm with them i'm no longer buying into the bull crap that well they want a two-state solution no they don't no no they don't no they don't they had the opportunity multiple times. They always turn it down. They want the destruction of Israel and the Jews. But, does, period. but doesn't it say in the Hamas charter very specifically, we desire a two state solution? No, it's weird. Oh, does it? It, it says just the opposite. Oh, OK, OK. Oh, Allah, tell us where the Jew is hiding behind the tree or the rock so we can kill them. Oh, yeah. yeah so it's got that. Going and eventually the rocks, if I'm not mistaken, are going to actually yell out. There's yeah, a Jew behind me. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Which is, uh, that's in the charter yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, that's really good. So yesterday, Iran was crazy. Well, no, sorry crazier than they usually are. 
some of their official communications are, let's just say, getting a bit odd. Yes. Uh, talking about, and again, this is official statements about the final battle of God is upon us. That's a little alarming, um, but it also shows that Israel's enemies, our enemies, see this in clearly a different, it's, it's not just a geopolitical like situation from them. It's not a humanitarian situation from them, for them. I don't understand how everybody in the media can look at somebody who says, I believe that uh, America was a God-inspired place. And they go, religious zealot, they're going to kill us all. And they can listen to these clerics who say the final battle of time is here. And we will wash the world in the blood of the uh, Israeli Holocaust. We will we will use the fire of the Islamic fury to wash the world in blood. And everybody's like, yeah, they don't mean it. Maybe we give them a, hey, how about we build apartments for them? Pallets of cash. Let's give them, maybe. I mean, it's crazy. It's insane. Yeah, I and that that's that, and that wasn't the only communication that they were throwing out. They were also throwing out from their diplomatic channels that the state of Israel needs to heed the warnings that they have been. And this was and this was all. Okay, so what does that mean years. to you, as a former intel guy? What does that say to you? Well, <laughs> um, initially, I think that means heavy IRGC involvement. Um, that will also mean Shiite militias that are all throughout the Middle East doing God knows what. But they do have a plan. I think that that could progress towards. Um, closing down the two straits uh, that are in the uh, Middle East. Uh, that puts gas at $10 a gallon. What is the United States' role then? I mean, if I mean, w- Israel's not going to ask for our help militarily. They're not going to do it. Then they're fully capable. We don't have to intervene. Um, we'll probably have to intervene then. W- what, else, what else will there be to do? I mean, all gas and oil flow stopping because Iran interve- intervenes and, and does so. I'm- Good thing we have those solar panels and those windmills, huh? <laughs> what would gas be? I, uh, uh, at least $10. $10 a gallon. At least $10. I mean, in California, you know, I don't know, $87 a gallon. In California. But I mean, it, it, it is. In California. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it, it becomes, you know, this is what uh, Ian Fleming, I, you know, I've got a, I have a searchlight from the Suez Canal in my office. Don't ask me. I try to keep it quiet from my wife because every time she sees it, she's like, what the hell did you put? Anyway, it's a searchlight from the Suez Canal in World War II, and um, it's missing the internal spinner that was created by a magician in uh, Egypt at the request of Ian Fleming. If it wasn't for Ian Fleming, I'm not sure we would have won the war, sincerely. Um, Ian Fleming, the guy who wrote James Bond, was a war strategist and thought outside of the box like crazy. His job, one of his jobs, was how do we make the Suez Canal disappear? Because if you bomb it or close it down, we're all done. We're done. We have to have the oil. And so his idea was he went to a magician and said, how do we make it disappear? And he said, we can't make it disappear, but we can confuse all of the pilots uh and so they had these big arc lights with this mirrored spinner inside and they would point it at the planes as they approached and the planes would have to veer off because they couldn't the pilots would get so confused 
Um, that's why we have the Suez Canal. Now we're looking at that very scenario again. What are we going to do, magic men in Washington? What are you going to do? Well, the, the Iranians figured out how to do that without blowing up the Suez, and that was them getting involved in Yemen. Um, that was the entire, every, everyone was talking about, you know, before, uh, I guess. Along, why are we in Yemen? Yeah. And why are the Saudis like, let's not support the Saudis over there. Which I'm not saying to support the Saudis, but they, no one could figure out why is Iran getting involved with the Saudis in Yemen? It's to, it's to shut down that strait. It is right there on the border of that strait, Bob El Mandeb, that goes directly into the Suez. Right. That is the reason. We have an aircraft carrier there. We typically do. I know that we have one in the med and I think another one going to the med. I think there's a, a Marine amphibious ready group that is nearby to respond. But the, cl- the closer this gets, I would not be surprised if, if the Biden administration does not shut down the ground invasion. If, 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 if Netanyahu says, no, we're, we're doing this our own way, we're, you know, we're going to. You think Biden is going there to slow this down? Why else would he go? Well, I show support. Show support. Yeah. And I just don't think so. I, I, I don't see it. I, it feels like a full court pressure to get the Israelis to stop. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, or at least minimize what they're doing. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get them to stop. <laughs> I hope not. And, uh, you know, I would be fine with the um, Israelis saying to the president, we're a little busy right now. We want to thank you for your, mm-hmm. your, your, your little gift that you brought us from, I don't know, Tiffany's. It's great. It's a bowl. We'll put it someplace and we'll never use it. But thank Bye-bye. you for that. Goodbye. Be very nice about it, but goodbye. We've got a war to fight. Sometimes the value of a product or service relies heavily on the values of a company that's producing that product or service. Your mobile carrier is no exception to this rule. If you're tired of having to pay through the nose for phone service all the while, knowing that your money is going to fight against the things you believe. Patriot Mobile is there offering dependable nationwide coverage. You can access any of the three major networks that everybody's on because they're on the same cell towers. And you don't have to worry about part of your bill going to fund leftist causes. Send a message to the rest of the country that you believe in and support free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, all of these things. This this company was really built. In fact, I want you to just go to their website. I want you to look at their website. You tell me what company has a website like this, okay? PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Go there now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Look at their website. Read it. See what they do. And tell me that's not a company you want to be involved in. 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. You'll get free activation when you use the offer code Beck. Join me. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We are carefully watching uh, the vote that is about an hour away in Washington, D.C. I got me a spreadsheet here, Glenn. Good. I'm working on it as we speak. It's uh, 23 names right now. 
that are questionable, no's, maybes, I'm away for the day, I'm picking up my kids at soccer practice, whatever the thing is. I like to be any place but there so I don't have to take a stance. <laughs> exactly. Whatever the uh, reason is, we ha- I have this all built out and I have it in order. Mm-hmm. So today on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash America, as this vote occurs, we'll go on live, we'll give you every name that's coming up, what is the next thing to expect? When something falls out of place, we'll know it right away. It's going to be a great place to come and watch along. Uh, we are doing a chat as well. Any of your questions, I'll try to answer. Um, any You have to be a follower of the page to chat, so please do that. YouTube.com slash America. Uh, and hopefully it's a good day. Maybe yeah, we'll get I some might good do news one at uh, YouTube.com slash Glenn, and I'm going to do it from my seat. He'll do his from his seat. Uh, right across the table. So did you and recently acquire youtube.com slash Glenn? Beck. What? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> youtube.com slash Glenn Beck is also another great yeah. page to follow. It you is. should definitely do that. It is. So uh, I would actually like to watch this with you. Please do. I it's mean, gonna, so. it's, I mean it, the way if you're listening uh, live, uh, this is scheduled to happen basically right after the show ends. So we're going to go basically right into it. You in, you're in for that? I'd yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. It. I have to look at my schedule, but I think so. Oh, that seemed like an out. Yeah. It seemed like he had an out yeah, there. Yeah, no, I might uh, have to uh, pick uh, up my kids. <laughs> it's soccer practice? <laughs> yeah, soccer practice. You know, they're not playing soccer. No. Uh, but <laughs> well, it's weird that they're hanging around the soccer fields that I was yeah. going to say, so you should pick them up immediately. <laughs> yeah, we'll have more analysis uh, on this coming up in just a second. Also, uh, a friend from uh, England, a new friend from England, uh, Father Calvin Robinson, an, Ang- an Anglican deacon uh, that has um, just been asked to leave uh, GB News in uh, in England. Why? Wait till you hear this the Glenn story. Back program.